say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following program is a production of Faith to Victory Ministries. The heart is seen as the center of who we are and the center of what we think, which determines how we live our life and for whom and what purpose we live it. Welcome to Faith to Victory Sunday Worship with Minister and Founder of Faith to Victory Ministries, Michael Collins. Now, here's today's message. Having a right heart in a wrong world. If you would, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Romans chapter 10. Verse 10, we're reading out of the King James Version this morning. It says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This beautiful passage of Scripture tells us that we set things right with God when we fully embrace Him. And we're able to do this only by allowing God to take ownership of our heart. And a heart is the essence of who we are and what we have and what we know and what we value most in life. Now furthermore, it tells us that once we give God this ownership, we proclaim it by confessing God's goodness and faithfulness to the world around us. In other words, we let the world know that God has made things right in our life And we show them that by example. Not just speaking the words, not just telling them, but showing them. And we also need to let them know that God can do the same for them. Now if you would, I want you to turn over to Proverbs chapter 21 verse 2. And it says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But the Lord pondereth the hearts. In other words, we can choose to justify our actions by what's going on around us, by appearances, by what we see, or by what everybody else is doing. And we can think that we're acting right, and that we're living right. And it seems that there are a lot of people doing that in these days that we're living in. But God examines the motives that are within our hearts. And God knows that we know good and well that there is a right way to live and there is a wrong way to live. 
and what is and isn't acceptable in His sight. We can make every excuse in the book for what we choose to do and why we choose to do it, but it will not change the fact and the truth that God knows what our real intentions are. He knows our every intention of the heart. And God wants us to know very clearly that we can't hide that from Him. He knows what we think before we think it. He wants us to remember that He is the sovereign, almighty God of creation. Why do we do this? And how can we stop doing it and pursue a life of righteousness? Have some consistency in that. Well, it all goes back to what Romans 10.10 says. And allowing God to have that ownership of our heart. God's ownership of our heart changes our outlook on what's right and wrong. It sharpens our awareness of His presence in our life. Our decision-making process becomes a lot more thought out. And it comes more subjected to God's will instead of our will. It's very intriguing how the Bible refers to the heart. Our spiritual state is changed once we give our hearts to God. Simply knowing about God or just talking about God is not what brings you into a right relationship with Him. Let me say that again. Simply knowing about God or just talking about Him is not what brings you into that right relationship with Him. Even the demons in hell know who God is. And they know full well what he, that He is real. And they tremble at His presence. Giving God your heart, which can be defined as a core of, of your being, the core of who you are, is what makes the difference. It's that completeness of surrender. Giving God your heart. Because your heart, it really defines what you're all about. And without a trusting heart, there is no salvation. If we can't trust Him, we can't be saved. And our salvation should be the defining element of who we are and what we believe. Without a trusting heart, we never realize what we were meant to be. For according to the Bible, the heart is seen as the center of who we are. And the center of what we think, which determines how we live our life, and for whom and what purpose we live it. Still in the Old Testament, I want you to turn over to Second Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 9. Talks about how God searches the heart of man, tests the heart of man. It says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is truly his. God knows if your heart truly belongs to him or not. If you've truly surrendered your heart to him. This verse tells us that God knows and he searches and he tests the heart of man. And that he is always, always on the alert looking for those who are totally and wholeheartedly Committed to Him. God takes a great amount of delight in, in, in those of us whose hearts truly belong to Him. And to Jesus, 
The entire law was summed up in the commandments to love God completely and to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said that love is expressed first in the heart and that the heart is where love originates. Love is the foundation of everything we know concerning godliness. Therefore, if we, if we truly want to show God that our heart belongs to Him and to Him alone, we must seek to express that love to the fallen and dying world around us. That means that showing love to one another does not just include other Christians, but also to those who don't know the Lord, who are searching, who are lost, who are confused, who are bound up in, in, in the world's view of, of how things should be. You know, that's what we're all called to do, to show, to teach, and to spread the love of God where it's needed. And it's needed everywhere, and it's needed by everybody. Sometimes that's not such an easy thing to do, is it not? And why is that? Because there are a lot of people out there who are very hard to love. They're very difficult to teach. They refuse to be taught. And they're not willing to listen. And they're that way intentionally. They really feel that they have no use for God. And that they, they, they don't want anything having to do with Christianity. They believe that they're just fine the way they are. And it's so easy for us as Christians to not care enough and just to walk away from those kind of people in, in discouragement and write them off as a lost cause. Do you really believe that is what God would have you do? Aren't you glad that He didn't write you off as a lost cause? I know personally in my life, God could have easily done that with me. But He loved me too much. And He proved that to me. And he has proven that to me countless times. How do we penetrate that kind of defensiveness? And why are people so defensive about Christianity anyway? I think a lot of it has to do with the surrender aspect of it. The control aspect of it. People don't want to relinquish. They don't want to let go of the control that they seem to think they have over their life and their destiny. They don't want to give it all up to God. They don't want nobody telling, any, telling them exactly how they have to live and what they should do and what they should say and how they should act. They're going to do it their way. But how do, we, how do we break that barrier? How do we penetrate that defensiveness? How do we plant the seeds of righteousness into a life that is dry and barren and wants to stay that way? There are three Christian qualities of character and integrity that are going to open that door to change for another person's life. Number one is love. Not just any kind of love, but the love of God that should be within us if we are truly, genuinely a follower of Christ. That love reaches beyond any degree of opposition. That love rises above any level of resistance and penetrates the hardest of hearts. Think about the attitude and the ignorance of those who screamed for Christ's crucifixion and stood by snickering 
and laughing as he suffered on the cross. Yet God loved them enough to allow his only son to die for them. And our Father expects that capacity to love to be given by us. He expects it to be, be existing within us. If He is within us, then we have that kind of love. We have that capacity to love that way. And we were created in His likeness after all. And that includes having within us a great God-given capability to love. Now number two is compassion. A compassion that's genuine and, and sincere for the welfare and eternity of another soul. Do we all have that kind of compassion? Not all the time. I think as Christians, we really desire to have that, that kind of compassion within us. But a lot of times we don't. There are times when it's just as hard to be compassionate as it is to love. But it's accomplished in the same way through God's strength and His capability of understanding. Number three is intercessory prayer. When we pray for the needs of others by interceding on their behalf, which is what intercessory prayer is, God is pleased and is sure to respond in a way that's going to bless both the person in need of prayer, the person that we're praying for, and the one that's praying for them. So we're going to be blessed by that as well. In showing this kind of, of concern and care for the soul of another person who is lost or who is searching or who is in desperate need of knowing who God is and, and knowing the truth of the gospel of Christ. And maybe this person doesn't want to be found. They're lost and they don't want to be found. They just want to stay like they are. But when we pursue it with concern and with compassion and with care through our intercessory prayers, we show God what's truly in our hearts. Although He already knows, but we're showing Him. We're expressing it. We're making it evident not just to the people that we're praying for, or the people around us that see what we're doing or hear what we're praying, but we're making it evident to God. Although God already knows it, He loves it when we show Him. Whether it's spoken or unspoken, God truly does know what's in our hearts. Just as He knows what's in our minds. What we choose to dwell on in our mind is going to take up residence in our hearts eventually. So what else can we do to maintain a right heart for God in such a wrong world? Turn over to Psalm chapter, uh, chapter 37 verse 4. That's Psalm chapter 37 verse 4. It talks about keeping company with God and, and, and really just enjoying being with God. It says... Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. In other words, we're to really just enjoy that time that we have with God, being in His presence, and take great pleasure in our relationship, in our time that we spend with Him. And if we do that, we're going to experience the best that God has to give us, according to His will for us. That's a very important thing that we always need to remember. You know, you hear a lot of people say, you know, God always wants what's best for us. God's going to give us what's best. God is always going to work for the good. Well, He certainly is, but it's for those who love Him, for those who are trying to walk close with Him, 
and those who are trying to walk in obedience with Him so that He can give you His best according to His will which you are striving to live in. And according to what we need the most in our life. Now sometimes there's going to be internal conflicts. There's going to be external conflicts that could serve to breed negative or disruptive intentions in our hearts. And these kind of things can prevent us from really experiencing God's best for us. Because of this, we should always be willing to allow God to take out of our hearts whatever is keeping us from diligently and earnestly seeking Him every day. Because the heart that seeks God will walk rightly with Him. Let me say that again. You need to write that down. The heart that seeks God will walk rightly with Him and will willingly and eagerly serve Him. Having an earnest desire to follow God requires giving your heart, your whole heart, not just a part of your heart, not just a little corner of your heart, not even half your heart, but your whole heart. Giving your whole heart to God and Him alone. As we're dedicating our hearts wholly to God, what we're doing is we're building up our treasures in heaven. As it says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Turn over there with me. It's Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. It says, Do not accumulate for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but accumulate for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now I would say that that's great incentive to maintain a right heart and live our lives the right way, which is God's way, with the time that we're given here on this earth. And if we're going to trust God with all of our heart, we first have to love Him with all of our heart. If we don't love God with all of our heart, then there's going to be times when we don't trust Him with all of our heart. And we'll begin to make the big mistake of leaning on our own understanding. Our own understanding is our way, our ideas, our personal opinion. God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us to trust Him. That's why He told us in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct your paths. In order to deter our hearts from accepting and conforming to the ways of a wrong world, we must trust the Father to work in our hearts to fulfill His good purposes and help us to find our right place in our right relationship with Him, and stop trying to trust in our limited understanding of how things should work in our life. We need to continually pray that God would give us a greater desire for His glory than for our happiness. 
as we submit ourselves to His plan and His timing for everything so that we can experience the joy and anticipation of watching Him work it all out for the good. I want to share one more verse of Scripture with you today from Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Talking about how God is so willing to, to continue to work within you and to help you accomplish what he desires for you to accomplish in your life. It says, for it is God which worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. This tells us that God himself is willing to keep working within you in order to accomplish that which will give him the most pleasure and satisfaction in and through the life that you're living. We can always trust him to bring out the best in us and know for sure that it's going to please him. As we learn to trust God on a deeper level, he wants us to commit all of who we are to his hands so that he can do whatever it is he wants to do and needs to do in our life. Trusting God to this extent is going to give us confidence, it's going to give us assurance, it's going to give us trust and patience and increase our faith that God is in control of everything. And that includes everything in this wrong world, this lost, corrupt, vile world that we're living in. We have to put ourselves completely in the hands of God and never let ourselves believe the lie that the world and everything in it that is falling away from God has any control at all. Only whatever control we choose to give it. Having a right heart for God requires loving God wholly. It's a commitment that we have to make. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. There are going to be times when you don't feel like you love God. It has to be a commitment or a choice. And that's where our right heart comes from. Our commitment to God. We have to choose to love God with all of our heart, regardless of how we feel emotionally or how we feel physically or how we feel mentally. When we make that choice to love God with all of our heart, He wants us to trust Him with our whole life. Commitment is a must. We must commit everything into his hands. It's a daily thing. It's a daily process. It's a daily commitment uh, 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 that comes from that conviction in your heart, in your soul, in your spirit to serve him, to know him, to love him, to do his will. We may let a lot of promises and commitment come out of our mouth. But when the tests come along, it's how we respond to those things. That determines our commitment to love God. No matter what comes or goes into our life. Having a right heart in a wrong world is all about trust. And that trust is developed by the reliance on the integrity, the strength, and the ability of our God. Thank you for listening to today's program. Join Michael again next week for another encouraging message from God's Word, on Faith to Victory Sunday Worship. This program was pre-recorded.
For more daily inspiration and encouragement from Faith to Victory Ministries, find us on Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.